Hello and welcome back to the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast, where we cover everything in the Boston sports world. My name is James Brady, and today uh, there is no one alongside me because this episode apparently isn't supposed to happen. So I am here alone today, not joined by my wonderful co-host and brother Nicholas. He is uh, he's doing his own thing, but I'm recording this because we haven't uploaded an episode in over a month. And that's not because we haven't recorded an episode in over a month. It's because every single time we've done it, something has gone horribly wrong. The first time we recorded it, we just didn't think it was good enough. We weren't happy with the result of it. And we cut it. We, we got rid of it. Second time, we sat down to record, probably talked for an hour. And just due to what was going on uh, where I was and where he was, it wasn't quite enough and a good enough setting for us to record. So that was a take two. And, and just once again, trashed. Take three, everything lined up, plenty of time, perfect recording, great episode recorded. I checked the recording uh, because I did the recording on my end. And I had my microphone muted in the recording the entire time. So we have an hour-long clip where there was just minute breaks where I was speaking and the mic was just muted. So I have everything Nicholas said and nothing of what I said. So for that reason, I have taken some accountability for my actions and I'm recording a solo podcast partially just to update you guys on why we haven't uploaded in so long. It isn't because we haven't tried, and, and some of you are probably disappointed that this show just hasn't burned to the ground. You are hoping it was finally over, but no, we're back. We're still going, and it's just because we've hit so many roadblocks along the way. We haven't been able to upload a podcast in a month, so this one isn't going to be crazy long or anything. I'm hoping it's probably going to be like 10, 15 minutes at most, just a quick update kind of podcast, let you know where we're at, where things are going, and kind of catch you up on Boston sports because a lot has happened in the last month, so I will just kind of overview some of the things we've talked about several times now on recording and uh, we'll start it off the way we always start the show off with the Boston Red Sox so basically the only thing that's really happened is I believe we touched on this several times in the episodes that have never seen the light of day JD Martinez is staying in Boston I mean this is old news at this point JD's staying Mookie we haven't really heard anything about there's been some rumors where he unfollowed the Red Sox on Instagram and Twitter but he's still following them now, so there's nothing really to get hyped up about. So it's basically just people pulling at straws. We, we talked about how at this point in free agents or in the offseason, there's just people just trying to find the littlest things to make into a story. And really nothing's come of it so far. And uh, if you recall last offseason, a lot of the bigger moves didn't happen until much later in the MLB offseason. So I'm not really too concerned with what's going on. I'm sure we will find out what's going on with Mookie later on, but it's something that I don't think we'll hear about at least for the next month or so. And the last thing we touched on, and I say, I keep saying we talked about or we touched on because we have talked about it and we just don't have the recordings to show for it. So I will be referring to a lot of stuff like that and I apologize. But anyways, the last thing we discussed or I will discuss now is if you have not listened to Section 10 podcast, it's a Barstool podcast all about the Boston Red Sox. Absolutely incredible. So shout out to them. But they published their 300th episode, and it's an interview with Brock Holt and Griff Holt. And it is by far one of, if not the best, podcasts I've ever listened to and one of the greatest interviews that show has ever done. So if you have not listened to it, go check it out. It's an incredible interview. They do a super good job. And I know we don't usually do shout-outs for other stuff like this, but if you've not listened to episode 300 of Section 10 and you are a big Red Sox fan or just a Boston sports fan you keep up with what's going on, 
I would highly recommend going and checking out. It's a great interview, a really great show. It's just very interesting, very fun. And basically, you kind of get from it that Brock Holt hasn't said goodbye to Boston. It's still in the options for him. He goes a little bit into uh, the discussions he's had. Not too, too much, though. But basically, Boston's not off the table, which is great to hear as a really big Brock Holt fan. All right, and moving on, I'll now talk about the Boston Celtics, who are currently sitting at 13-5. and And they are, I believe, first or second in the Eastern Conference. And I'm not going to break down every single game. I'll just kind of go over some of the bigger things that have happened. So Gordon Hayward broke his hand. And like I said, I know a lot of this is old news, but I just have to cover like the main, main points that have happened between the last time we recorded and now. So Gordon Hayward broke his hand. Kemba injured his neck in a really scary play where he ran into another Celtics player. Fortunately, he was actually all right. He came back two or three games later, scored a season high 39 points. And is looking to is doing great. Hopefully, nothing more dealing with the neck injury. He appears to be fine. And the last thing we talked uh, at length about, and I will kind of hopefully save you a little bit from that, and just briefly mention uh, Kyrie's return to Boston. He didn't play. Nicholas and I had very just very different stances on this, and I will let you just formulate your own opinion about it. Kyrie Irving. Did not play in his return to Boston. He also did not play last night when Boston went to Brooklyn to play the Nets. So he hasn't played either of those times against the Celtics. They play again in like March or something. So we'll see if he plays then. There's a big conspiracy that he's kind of just acting like a child, not wanting to play his old team. Bad feelings. Who knows? I'm not going to get into it, but that's what's going down. Kyrie has not played against Boston in the last two games. So... You can expect that Boston fans weren't very polite to him. A lot of interesting chants at the TD Garden. A lot of stuff going down. But anyways, uh, the Celtics doing pretty well so far in the season. They look great. I'm really looking forward to Gordon Hayward coming back. They look like they're clicking. And I think they really do look like a contending team in the East. Obviously, it's really early to talk on all that. So I'll kind of stay out of it and not get too, too in-depth with it. But either way, Celtics doing great. Very exciting. I've only caught a couple of games, but I hope to see some more in the future. And with that, we will transition to the other half of the TD Garden in the games that I have watched a ton of so far, and that is the Boston Bruins. They're playing incredibly. They are currently sitting at 18-3-5, and uh, just recently getting their first two overtime wins against the Minnesota Wild and also the New York Rangers. So really exciting stuff. The Bruins have played very well for almost all of the season. They started off really, really hot. They got cold for a little bit, which was very frustrating, but now they're back. They're winning a lot of games. I believe they are 6-0 in their last six games. They had a massive win over the Canadians, 8-1. It's really exciting to watch this team. I've watched a ton of Bruins hockey. Really, really fun to keep up with. A really fun team to watch. David Pasternak leading the league in goals. He's played incredibly. He looks insane. He's scoring from anywhere. His moves are just incredible. I could go on and on about this man, but I won't. But, I mean, David Pasternak has played incredibly through just the beginning of the season. It's really, really fun to watch. We do have some tough uh, games coming up against the Avalanche, Capitals, and Lightning. Each of those teams that we have lost to, I believe the Avalanche and the Capitals, and maybe the Lightning being our only three regular or a regulation losses so uh, that's very interesting also another interesting thing the Bruins have yet to lose a game in regulation at home this season any of their home losses have been in overtime which is another really cool thing 
not the losing in overtime, but the fact that they're still technically undefeated in regulation at home. 26 games into the season. Once again, a really fun team to watch. And lastly, I will end the Bruins segment with Charlie Coyle and Chris Wagner have both been extended. They signed uh, signed extensions with the Bruins this past week. Charlie Coyle's for six years, uh, $31.5 million total, and Chris Wagner's for three years, uh, and I believe it's $1.35 million per year. I know it's a weird way to put it, but that's the way the article that I read put it, so that's how I'm going to phrase it in here. Anyways, that's about it for the Bruins. I will move on now, and lastly, to the New England Patriots, who I got to think of what the team they, they played when we last recorded was. I believe that was heading into the Ravens game. So, as you know, New England Patriots lost the Ravens, have won their last two games since against the Eagles and the Cowboys. And basically, I'm going to try to cut down what was probably a 20-minute rant originally that was never actually recorded because my voice was muted. So I'm going to try to cut it down to like five minutes here, keep it short, uh, and just kind of talk football really in-depth for a minute here. So against the Ravens, which everyone's been talking about, Lamar Jackson playing incredibly, their whole Ravens team playing incredibly, they look unbeatable, blah, 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 they beat the Patriots, I don't care. I think the Patriots can still beat the Ravens if it comes down to it. In playoffs, I think at Gillette, I think the Patriots have a great chance against this team. Obviously, the Patriots have struggled traditionally in the last couple years against run-pass option teams, teams with strong run offenses, and it, w- it was shown. They were exposed by the Ravens. I will, I would openly admit that. But the thing is, I think the Patriots kind of found the secrets to, the, to beating the Ravens' defense, which is, I think, what it's partially going to come down to. You saw the Patriots running a lot of hurry-up offense towards the sec- you know, in the second half of this game, and I think that they were truly wearing down the Ravens' defense you saw that the Patriots could have tied the game coming out of the half on a drive where they were just, you know, hurry up offense, no huddle, keep it going, keep it going. They were driving down the field, and then eventually that drive got cut short on a fumble by Julian Edelman, gets returned for a touchdown by the Ravens, puts them up by two scores, the rest is kind of history. Patriots lose, I believe it was 37-20 to 20 that game. Fast forward, they had a bye week, and then they played the Eagles, winning 17-10. to 10 and most recently 13-9 to against the Dallas Cowboys. Two of them kind of uglier offensive games. The Patriots struggling to get really anything rolling. Julian Edelman actually throwing the only touchdown for the Patriots in that Eagles game. But either way, it's been, it's been all about the defense. In terms of this season, it's been all about the defense. Yes, they got exposed by the Ravens. Do I think it'll happen again? I think it's highly unlikely. I think that the the motto and just anything to look at for this team this year has been the defense and I like the saying defense wins championships because that's what we have right now we obviously don't have the same strength we've had in past years on offense we don't have Rob Gronkowski we don't have Josh Gordon anymore we're missing a lot of key pieces to this offense that we you know had the pleasure of having in the past and a lot of th- uh, something that a lot of like radio guys and TV pe- uh, people are saying for football, they're saying that it looks like Tom Brady doesn't trust anyone out there other than really Julian Edelman, and it shows in games. You see that he's targeting Edelman a lot on these you know important third downs. And as much as Julian Edelman is an incredible playmaker, he's not going to make every single catch every single time. And you're seeing it. I mean, the Patriots' offense is struggling to put up points recently obviously they had a lot of bigger games against obviously much easier opponents earlier in the season but now it kind of looks like they're slowing down I mean the defense is still incredible and is by far the biggest asset of this Patriots team but I think that you just need to get this Patriots offense clicking in the last 
couple weeks of the season. It's crazy to think that we're already halfway through with only a couple of games left in the season. The next two being against the Texans and the Chiefs, which I will talk about in just a second, but I think if we see the run game pick up a little and spend something I've talked about all season long, the run game needs to get going, and Brady just needs more time to get familiar with receivers. We just got Sanu. Sanu's been out for the last game with an injury, so hopefully he's back. Needs to get more familiar with Sanu. Nikhil Harry just played his first game. He looked great, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him through the rest of the season. We got guys like Jacoby Myers playing a little bit more. Brady just needs to get comfortable with those guys, and I think we stand a much better chance of putting up more points on offense, which if there is a little bit of a lapse with our defense like we saw in the Ravens game, it makes the Patriots at least compete. And I think it's going to be really important that that offense keeps clicking, but the defense needs to keep playing like they have. And I think that they're ready. the defense is ready for any challenge. And I'm a firm believer that the Patriots only get stronger with time. I think heading into the last couple weeks of the season, we will just see this Patriots team clicking more and playing incredible football. So like I said, the next two games against the Texans and the Chiefs, I think these are going to be two more tests this season. I would say the first test was the Ravens, and we didn't pass that test. But I think now is you know really big time for redemption. We're hitting the hardest point of our schedule. We've played the you know, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys, we're playing the Texans and the Chiefs, then the schedule backs off a little bit, but Texans, another team with a lot of run potential in Deshaun Watson, their run game's actually pretty strong, I believe it is Carlos Hyde in the backfield and uh, the Texans, and then the Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes is an incredible player, and I'll be interested to see how he stacks up against our defense that's played very well so far, but Patrick Mahomes is just so talented that I think he has the potential to expose any defense in the league. It will be, I would say, two more really big tests for this Patriots team, not only on defense, but on offense too. Can they put up the points to compete with two of the biggest teams in the AFC and two very likely playoff teams, you know, come the end of week 17? That being said, I do like the Patriots in both of these games. I'm obviously almost never going to say I don't like the Patriots in a game, but I think they have what it takes. They just need to bring it all together and they need to start clicking as a whole team. And I guess we'll just let that speak for itself on this coming Sunday. Uh, hopefully this episode is up before then. We'll see. But Texans and the Chiefs the next two games. Uh, and then they finish out the season. I'll quickly look at it. I believe it's just a pretty easy walk through the end of the schedule. Yeah, so they after the Chiefs, they play Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. Honestly, looking most forward to the Dolphins game because we will be there. Very, very exciting. I'm super hyped for that. But, you know, it kind of lays off where the Bengals, they haven't even won a game yet uh, as of when I'm recording this. The Bills, probably a wild card team, so I'm not saying it's the easiest just walk in the park through the end of the season, but the Bills, an easier opponent. I wouldn't say they're as difficult as the Chiefs or the Texans or the Ravens for that matter. But And then the, the Dolphins, who've just played horribly all season, somehow managed to steal two wins from poor, poor other football teams. But either way, a relatively easy end to the season if you compare it to what we're playing right now. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for the episode. I know it was pretty short, but it's just kind of meant to be a recap. We will hopefully have an episode in the next two weeks. Both Nicholas and I are very busy. The end of our semesters is coming up with school, so we'll do our best to get an actual episode in where everything goes right, where we actually have the recording, we get there at the same time. Keep your fingers crossed. I'm really hoping that this all works out for the next couple weeks while we're still really, really far away. But anyways... Moving forward from that, we will both be back relatively soon to being in the same room for a little bit while we're both on vacation. And then after that, he's just back in Boston, so it's much easier to record. We don't have this massive time change. A lot of issues with technology we've had will hopefully be erased. So I just want to say quickly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for 
First of all, sticking with us through this just gap in content, I know it's been tough. I've been really upset that we haven't been able to produce as much content, mostly just being the podcast as we normally do. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys for sticking with us. Obviously, we're hoping for a really, really big increase in the quality of our content as you know things wind down. We have a little bit of time to record the podcast together again uh, in the same room. And also just Nichols being much closer makes things a whole lot easier in terms of connections and just all that kind of stuff makes recording a lot easier and go a lot more smoothly. We're kind of back to that routine and hopefully have this show on a much more consistent and higher quality basis. So once again, thank you for us for sticking with us through all of this. Uh, we will hopefully have a lot more coming very, very soon. So if you want to keep up with us, Brady Bros Boston on Instagram, Brady Bros Boston on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter. Nicholas is at Brady Bros Nick, and you can follow me at James B underscore Boston. We both tweet relatively consistently about just whatever it is that's on our mind, mostly Boston sports stuff. But if you want to keep up with us and the show, we always release when the show's coming out, announcements, that kind of stuff on Twitter. So make sure to follow us on those platforms. If you've not already subscribed to our podcast, please do that. That way you get it every single time it's uploaded right to your device. You don't have to go looking for it, searching for it every single time. So make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are using. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating, giving us a like, whatever it is on whatever platform you use, uh, just some sort of feedback so we know how we're doing. Obviously, the last couple of weeks haven't been ideal for recording and uploading and all this other stuff, but I promise it will get better. So thank you all again just so much for listening. We'll see you again very, very soon. See ya.